You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy everyone, and welcome to the fifth episode of the 2023 Dragon Con Report. The music is still going on, there we go. Uh, 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 we continue our 12th season covering the con we love so much. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, starting with Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Peekaboo! Channing is here, too. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Hey, guys, I haven't seen you guys in quite some time. Oh, my God, it's been so long. So long. (laughs) Uh, We actually uh, all uh, recorded uh, yesterday. Uh, We celebrated Earth Station One podcast's 700th anniversary, Uh, actually 700th uh, episode. Um, we've been doing this for about 13 years and, uh, 700 anniversary. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm not, I'm not Yoda age. <laughs> that's, that's is the 700th anniversary. The, the, the plutonium anniversary. I have no idea. I can't afford that anyway. So, uh, you know, if Mike and I have to swap gifts like that, I, I just, I, I don't know. So, uh, but anyway, that was a lot of fun. So that's on YouTube. That's available on podcasts on Earth Station One. So I highly recommend checking that out because uh, we had a lot of fun recording that last night. So thank you guys again for joining us for to celebrate that. That was fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. And now we are here to talk all about Dragon Con, of course. Uh, this is the fifth episode. And uh, yeah, how are you guys doing? How are you guys feeling about it? Now, um, our main topic is going to be cosplay. We're going to get to that, um, you know, after we do some news and notes and guest announcements. But uh, how uh, are your cosplays going? Would I even ask? <laughs> I mean, we're in the, we're, we're less than, like, isn't, we're, we're past the halfway point. One of my primary cosplay designers is a bit of a procrastinator. Okay. Um, it's my wife and I love her. So, um, you know, we'll probably be doing a few um, 11th hour ones. Um, there were two that I did last year that we want to upgrade, and I've got one new one. Um, each year, I've done a little bit more with cosplay. So, okay. you know, w- one year I'm going to get on our guest level and really just blow some minds. Do you at least have the ideas this there? Be that year. Like the, the ideas of, oh, yeah. of, of what you're shooting for this year so far? Uh, so this year I've got um, a Coming to America inspired one. Um, I've got a G.I. Joe one because as everybody who listens knows, I'm a huge um, G.I. Joe fan. So that those are the, the two big ones. Um, one day I'm going to pull off um, a Gambit. That That's that's the wow. real one. I just got to find me some glowing cards. <laughs> Is that all you need? <laughs> <laughs> a, a better Cajun accent, but, you know, otherwise. Uh, Jen, what about you? Do you have to decide, like, pretty pretty soon like which how much how many new uh costumes you're gonna have well so my procrastination has reached a whole new level this year um because typically 
me and my whole group of friends, like we've started planning what we're doing for the following year while we're at con because, you know, ideas will hit us. And I've noticed the past few years, like I just, I kind of think about what I want to do, but then I put it off. If I think of something, I'll write it down. And this year, like I have like, there was one I was going to do last year. I might do it again this year. <laughs> then my brain goes to, why don't I just take it easy and maybe only do cos- two, two costumes and like be casual cosplay for the rest <laughs> of the time. That's not going to happen. I know it won't happen because July is going to hit. And then all of a sudden I'm going to have this explosion of ideas go off of my brain. And then somehow I'm going to end up with nine costumes when it's time to leave for con. But like the, the, the one we just decided on, I guess the one you could say we're most excited about Mm -hmm. last week. And uh, we are going to do fifties style western outfits you know like the cowboy shirts with the fringe Mm -hmm. and the abacays and then for the women matching skirts so uh me and my husband are gonna be uh the rebellion and our friend and her husband are gonna be the dark side so we're doing star wars western outfits nice Ooh, i can't wait to see those that sounds like a great idea what 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 inspired that that's cool well you know we're I'm part of the the rockabilly music scene. um, And that's, God, for like 25, 30 years. So that's kind of part of some of the attire we wear anyway, when we go to concerts or or if we're on stage. And uh, my friend who's going to be the dark side, we just had uh, here in San Antonio, our big fiesta event, which is kind of like San Antonio's version of Mardi Gras. It's two weeks of different festivals every day. Uh, it's a big fundraiser for the city. And she takes part in this event that's called Corneation. And it's three nights of two performances each where it's it's like a comedy variety show. You know, they make skits. There's different groups that make outlandish costumes. And her group did women of country music. And she was Patsy Klein, And she made... The, the outfit you know a, a, the shirt with all the fringe and the matching skirt and she said it was really easy and i was like that'd be really cute if we wore something like that for dragon con and then all of a sudden i was like oh we should do star wars because <laughs> 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 for my brain will always first go to marvel you know for marvel characters but i don't i don't really want to be like in a lot of green for the x-men oh, in a full western gotcha. outfit mm-hmm. you know lycra is one thing or spandex if you're doing their exact costume (laughs) where i was like how can i get away with like wearing colors i prefer to be in so i was like oh star wars you know white for the rebellion or if we want to do like tatooine type outfits a light cream color dark side could be black and red i like it yeah I like it. And there's a lot of ties between Star Wars and the Westerns. So, yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Oh, we got someone to impact me this year too. So lot, Star Wars is still in as far as, uh, cost, <laughs> cost. so it's not an old, it's not old yet. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to talk all about, uh, customers cosplaying at Dragon Con, what the experience is like and, 
And wait, um, do you have a uh, you have all your cosplay fezes ready, Mike? Uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> As people, if people have been paying attention, this is the fifth fez, different fez that I've worn this year. So uh, I'm trying to trying a different fez for every show. So I'm gonna at the end. I'm gonna we're gonna there's gonna be a vote. As to which both, <laughs> as which fezes I should be wearing at the yeah. Well, the you should. What, you got to. You got to wear them every day. So, a different one every day. I can do that, and uh, I have done that before. So uh, that is definitely in the realm of possibilities. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, we're gonna get into all the cosplay stuff. Uh, that's our main topic. We've got a couple of special guests gonna join us there too. Really excited about that. Uh, but before we do that, let's uh, get some news out of the way. And uh, and again, let me let me thank everybody. For joining us, I see that there's quite a few people already that are, are checking us out on uh, YouTube and the Facebooks and all that. So thank you so much. And I sound old when I say that, right? I um, was going to say, <laughs> checking, <laughs> checking us out, huh? On the Facebooks. Thank, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, and, uh, of course, Director Faber is working behind the scenes. So uh, please do your comments. Uh, post your comments and uh, we'll post as many of them as we can. And uh, we'd like to hear from you guys. So, um, and uh, also we are a proud member of the ESO network. We have a T public store filled with all kinds of cool stuff, including a very cool design for the dragon con report podcast. There's a link for that in this episode show notes and at the top of the ESO network page, the ESO network is also has a Patreon page. And once again, thank you guys so much. All our patrons who are supporting us uh, through that, that, that means so much to us. So thank you for that. Uh, welcome, as I said, to all our viewers on Facebook and YouTube. The audio version of our show is still available via all the usual places. So Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible. They're, they're all there. Uh, and in addition, you can always access past episodes from this year and the past 12 years at dragonconreport.com. However you access our show, please like and share, like and share, like and share. Um, we really do appreciate that. And if you want to leave us direct feedback or comment on the show, please feel free to do so at feedback at dragonconreport.com. Or you can reach out to us via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're on all that as well. And uh, also, I need to just point out, once again, Dragon Con Report is an unofficial podcast of the con. We are not and never have been officially connected with Dragon Con. Uh, we just love it a lot. Uh, for all of the official news, we uh, strongly recommend checking out the official site and the social media outlets. So that all said, let's get started. There's not a lot of huge news from the last time we talked. Um, now... Uh, we recorded the last episode uh, on the uh, uh, 18th of April, and sure enough, on the 20th of April, they had a town meeting. <laughs> so, like two days later. So, uh, but my understanding is that in the uh, town meeting, it was basically just covering mainly uh, and talking about disabled services. Is that correct? I, I believe that was that episode. Yes. That's what I that's what I heard from the recap. I wasn't able to make it, but that was their their main topic. Yeah. And they did have a couple of guest announcements and all that. So um, so that's the I didn't hear any like big news come out of that. Um, so I'm sure they will have a town meeting probably in the next couple of days. Right. <laughs> probably right after. We yeah, finish. exactly. Uh, uh, so um, we'll see how that goes. But um, right now, the rates 
for Dragon Con. If you want to get a five-day membership pass for 2023, and again, it's Labor Day weekend, August 31st and September 4th. Uh, you can get those online. They are $155 for the five-day pass. Uh, I still think that's a huge bargain for what you get. Um, and uh, not sure exactly when they're going to go up, but they will probably go up at least uh, one more time. It's the 15th of June. 15th of June. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I was going to say it's probably going to go up at least one more time before the event. Maybe twice, do you think? Just once, maybe? Uh, no, I don't. It, I, I'm pretty sure it said, yeah, yeah, it's in June. Um, it'll go up again at at the show, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll keep a. a or we'll, maybe the we'll maybe they'll know. change it. Yeah. Maybe they'll whatever price it becomes in June. The we'll just uh, say at, through the show. So. The um the point right. is, as we've always said, um, get your tickets as soon as possible because the sooner you get them, the cheaper they are. Yep. Uh, so right now they're 155. Uh, they are non-refundable and non-transferable. So make sure you're going to come if you are going to pay for the, the uh, memberships. Um, the uh, guest applications uh, close on May 31st. So you've got a couple weeks if you want to try to apply to be a guest this year. The guest list is filling up pretty fast, uh, as you'll find out in a few minutes. We're gonna we have a lot of uh, guest announcements that were made in the last. Uh, few uh few weeks um so we're going to cover that but um yes if you want to participate in dragon con easter as a guest or a attending pro you need to get your application in. just go to dragoncon.org and fill out the uh the application and send it along and uh they'll let you know uh also and if there's somebody you want to see at dragon con good point you know, reach out to them twitter's a thing facebook good point thing. uh respectfully reach out to them and say, Hey, here's this con and give them a link to the application. Um, sometimes you just got to shoot your shot. You know, the worst you can say, the worst thing to say is no. Thank and, you. and, you know, dragon cons a little different than a lot of other cons. Um, I know several, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but I know several people who are like, Oh, I'd like to come to dragon con, but they just don't, they've just never reached out and invited me. But dragon con fill out the application. You go to this website, you fill out the application. That's how the majority of the guests get named to be at Dragon Con. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, if you want to participate, get your applications in. Uh, the uh, Also, I wanted to point out too, and this is kind of relative to the guest list, but um, uh, if you go to the Dragon Con website, dragoncon.org, and then you click on uh, the Comics and Pop Artist Alley, they have now on the official site, they have a list of every guest artist that's going to be in artist alley as well as all of the attending artists those are people who have paid for uh tables or booths there so if you want to know exactly who's going to be at least at this point who's uh, going to be in artist alley um right now it's that's still going to be at the uh, america smart on the top floor uh, you can see the list of all of us. Like I'm there and, and, and most of the, my colleagues are there too. Uh, like I said, it, it, people who have uh, paid for, and those aren't usually listed as guests. They're not usually listed on the guest list. So that's the only place that you can find out about how um, those people that are coming and that are going to. And that includes, your co that includes your comic artists, folks. So. That's exactly who that y is. Yes. Yeah. 
So, so need, need to get autographs? That's, if you're, that's where you if go you want to scan who's going to be there, yeah, and what you need to bring in terms of what you want to get signed or how much money you need to bring or a lot because you want to get the prints or you want to get some some books and stuff. Um, yeah, the whole list is is right now available on DragonCon.org. It's a huge list. It's a big space. Um, and again, it's not going to be 100% because there will be some changes, I'm sure. But this is pretty much the core list. They don't actually have table numbers assigned to them yet. But uh, that'll probably come in the next, oh, I don't know, three months, <laughs> probably, right before. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the answer to the money question is easy. How much money do you bring? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, we don't know when the next town hall meeting will be, but we do know the next volunteer meeting will be in July. It's July 16th at the Hilton at 4 p.m. And of course, if you can't make it to be there in person, uh, you can actually uh, see it online uh, at the uh, on the Facebook group. Um, if you want to volunteer, it's not too late. Like, just get those applications in as well because they are still looking for tons of people in all areas. So um, if you want to participate in Dragon Con in that respect, if you, you know, can't be a guest or whatever, um, and you want to participate with a track or, you know, behind the scenes in some other department, get get those applications in and then plan to make time for the meeting on July 16th. Um, That's all the official news. Uh, but I also saw that there was, I guess it's semi-official, but um, <laughs> there's a, they, they did post something about um, a, uh, a certain photographer, right, Jen? Yes, and it is official because he is the official That's cosplay true. photographer of Dragon Con. That's true. Um, yeah, uh, so Brian Humphreys photography passes went on sale last week for those of you who have been to Dragon Con before. His booth is set up on the atrium level, I think it's the atrium level, of the Marriott. It's right next to the Walk of Fame. And you can get some great professional shots done of all your different cosplays. They typically sell out every year. In fact, his couple's multi-passes sold out within like two hours of them going on sale last week. Uh, All of the... um, Take for... Take it with a grain of salt. Not a grain of salt. That's not the right term. These are limited quantity through the website. They will have a few, I think, for sale on site with him uh, if he has space. But right now, what is available is individual sessions. That means if you just have one or two costumes and you, you don't you don't need to get a lot of photos taken throughout the whole thing, those are $50 a piece. You can do a group session that's you know, two or more people for $60. He still has individual multi-passes available for 140. That's for people who uh, are like me or like Joe, who's coming up in a bit, who go from anywhere from eight to, I think she did 15 costumes one year. We'll, we'll ask her when she gets on. <laughs> but if you're going to have a lot of photos or a lot of costumes, you need photos of your multi-pass is the way to go. And again, that's $140. But uh, they're they're limited, and I think the last time I saw him post, he said they were se- either seventy or seventy two percent sold out. Wow, wow! And that was a few days ago when I saw that. But if you're interested in finding out more information about that, 
you can go to the DragonCon store from the website and it'll take you to the GrowTix page and the sessions are underneath workshops. Mm. All the all the different sessions available and you can find a lot of other workshops there too. The, the sword play and stage combat workshops with Robert Chapman are available already. Uh, the writer's workshops with Jody Lynn Nye uh, and some other hourly workshops in any time so, uh, something gets announced that you can take classes with. A lot of times they will be in that workshop section. I think when Erin Gray does her Tai Chi, that that's also listed in the, the workshop section. It's not on there yet though. So I'm right. not sure if she'll be coming back for that. Um, the, uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, I'm not surprised that they go fast. I mean, Brian is an amazing photographer and mm-hmm. been either in some capacity unofficially or officially associated with Dragon Con for as long as I can recall. Um, yeah. always taking great shots. So they are definitely worth the price. Um, check that out. Um, uh, yeah, he's also known as what the mad scientist with a camera. Mad, yeah, mad scientist with a camera. <laughs> so, and plus, like each it. year like he it. does uh, all the people he photographs. He makes a yearbook. Yes, and so you can get you know your your costumes and a fancy book. Absolutely, if, if you're interested in it. Uh, I've I've been getting. He's been taking my photos since before, since he was a roaming photographer. Oh. And just catching, you know, catching d- uh, different shots. So, he, yeah, he's been doing my photos for a year. I see somebody just asked a question about uh, Brian's ticket. Um, it won't be appointments. You'll, Bettina, you'll just show up. And depending on how long, the, sometimes there's a line and, you know, and you'll wait with maybe 10 people in front of you. But he moves fairly fast. But, uh, yeah, otherwise it's just... Just show up when you're ready, and if he's not on dinner break, he'll. When you go see him to uh, to check in that you've bought a pass, they'll they'll let you know his his uh, hours. I think the hours might actually be posted on the workshop section too, where you bought bought your ticket. As long as he's open, it's just show up and get in line. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I mean, just check out his Facebook page if you want to like just see his work. If you're not familiar with him. Um, and, and yeah, you'll be wowed and definitely, uh, it's a great thing to do. And like Jen said there, he he does put together a book, uh, every year and the pre-sale for last year's book, the 2022 book is Mm -hmm. uh, happening right now. So you can find out all the information about that by going to his Facebook page as well. And just, uh, if you want to reserve your copy of one of those. So, and I would definitely recommend reserving a copy too, because yes, because there's a different, there's two different versions. The pre-sale version is the director's cut. <laughs> and then, so it's bigger. There's, there's more included in it. Right. And then the ones that he'll have at con that, you know, that you can buy there, uh, those will be the commercial version. Gotcha. So they'll be a little bit smaller. Absolutely. The, the director's cut have his commentary on it, like a little <laughs> audio book format. Um, <laughs> no, th- thank goodness, no, because <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd pay for that. <laughs> well, uh, all good information to have. So yes, that is uh, that's uh, most of the that, that, that's all the news that I were able to cough up uh, for the last uh, few weeks. But uh, there, like I said, there have been some guest announcements. So let's get those, uh, get, let's get to those, uh, so we can get through those. Um, 
And uh, yeah, take it away, Jen, because yeah, this is a this is a big list. All right. Omid Abtahi is best known for his roles as Selim in American Gods and Dr. Pershing in The Mandalorian on Disney+. He can also be seen playing Salim Ullman in NCIS on Paramount+, Plus, and Holmes in Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. Michael Bailey has been a podcaster since 2007 when he launched his first show, Views from the Long Box. He's hosted, co-hosted, or guest-hosted on a number of podcasts. Cullen Bunn is the writer of creator-owned comic books The Six Gun, Harrow County, Bone Parish, The Damned, The Empty Man, Regression, The Ghoul Next Door, and Basilisk. He has also written books like Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, Uncanny X-Men, and As Guardians of the Galaxy for Marvel, Sinestro and Lobo for DC, and Shadowman and Punk Mambo for Valiant. Featured on Nova's Secret Life of Scientists for her dual life as a psychopharmacologist and stuntwoman, Dr. Jessica Kale also serves as a scientific consultant for Hollywood films as well as an author. Peter Cutler, artist for New Legends Tiki Zombie, done over the last 30 years for ABS Inc., Con Tees, Galactic Press, East Cobber, and Guy Gilcrest Productions, also working on his own Spooky Cookies art, books, and many other items. Milton Davis is an award-winning black speculative fiction author and owner of MB Media LLC, a publishing company specializing in science fiction and fantasy based on African and African dysphoria history, culture, and traditions. Tim Doyle is an illustrator and printmaker from Austin. He self-published Amazing Adult Fantasy and was the art director lead designer for Mondo. He has produced art for Marvel, Dark Horse, Cartoon Network, Studio Canal, and Art Direct's poster series for bands such as Metallica, Failure, and Weird Al Yankovic. Claudia Gray is the New York Times best-selling author of Master and Apprentice, Leah, Leah, Princess of Alderaan, Bloodline, Lost Stars, the Constellation series, the Firebird series, the Spellcaster series, and the Evernight series. She's also branched out into graphic novels with the House of L. Marcus Harvey is the most spiritual member of the Ghost Brothers group. His ability to sympathize and relate to families sets him apart, whether it's bonding with an upset spouse or winning over a scared child. He has an uncanny ability to provide peace and hope to frightened families. Jeff Jeffro Headley is arguably the brains of the operation on mountain monsters as he handles research and technology and has the ability to recall mountain folklore and traditional history. Jeff runs the thermal camera on night hunts and organizes witnesses to be interviewed before investigation. Eric Lance is founder and CEO of Four Horsemen Publications and host of the Drinking with Authors and Eerie Adventures podcast, as well as a screenplay and horror thriller author. Eisner Award winner Jay Lee is a Korean-American comic book artist known for his dark style. In 1990, he became one of the youngest artists to ever work for a major publisher. His art can be seen in Stephen King's Dark Tower, before Watchmen Ozymandias, Ozymandias Marvel's The Inhumans, and Batman Superman. Joe Huckleberry Lott is the towering U.S. Marine veteran who has more than 50 years of backwoods experience to draw on as he works to keep the Ames team on mountain monsters safe during their nighttime hunts. Despite his height and intense stare, Huckleberry is a gentle giant with a big heart. Jacob Buck Lowe may be the youngest member of Ames from Mountain Monsters. He takes a fair bit of ribbing from the older guys. 
but he's always willing to do what it takes to help solve the cryptid mysteries and hunt the monsters of Appalachia. Rick Lyon, a puppeteer for theater, television, and film, created the puppets for Broadway's Tony Award-winning Avenue Q, and also played Nikki and Trekkie Monster. Other work includes Sesame Street, Men in Black, the original live-action Ninja Turtle films, Muppet Vision 3D, and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Ghost Brothers' Jawan Mass has a passion for helping people and is willing to jump into the fire to get answers. The Eagle Scout is a natural-born explorer, but knows when to run if the stuff hits the fan. Mass and Spratt bonded over their shared experience. Carl Moline has worked as a professional comic book artist with every major comics publisher for over 20 years. He is best known for his work on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and co-creating Frey with Joss Whedon. He recently finished working on Eternus with Scout Comics and Andy Serkis. Michael Mosley is an avid convention-goer and costume designer. He's presented at several major conventions over the past 10 years, such as Dragon Con, MomoCon, and San Diego Comic Con. His professional costume credits include building costumes for the WWE, NFL, and various TV shows. Mountain Monsters' Bill Wild Bill Neff is a sheer brute force and assists with the traps and tracking monsters through the woods. The Marine Corps veteran and big game trapper never hesitates to climb a tree, scale a wall, or give chase, and his hyper-gregarious personality brings energy to the team. Matt Nietzsche is a local Atlanta actor, puppeteer, and co-host for Dragon Con's own Late Night Puppetry Slam. Katie O'Brien is best known for her roles as Gentora in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, George in Sci-Fi's Z Nation, Major Sarah Gray in Black Lightning, and Kimball in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. O'Brien plays Imperial Communications Officer Ella Kane in the second and third seasons of The Man- Mandalorian. Felicia, <laughs> Felicia has been a belly dancer since 1983. In addition to cabaret, ethnic, tribal, and fusion belly dance styles, she's also a nationally certified ballroom dance instructor. Freddie Prince Jr. is an actor, writer, and producer. He has starred in films, I Know What You Did Last Summer, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, She's All That, Summer Catch, Scooby-Doo, and Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Prince voiced Kanan Jarrus in Star Wars Rebels. Andy Serkis is best known for his performance capture roles in the Lord of the Rings film trilogy and The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey, King Kong and Planet of the Apes reboot trilogies, The Force Awakens, and The Last Jedi. He's also portrayed Kino Loy in the Star Wars Disney Plus series Andor. Andy is only appearing on Sunday. Number one New York Times best-selling author Scott Sigler is the creator of 15 novels, six novellas, and dozens of short stories. He gives his way his stories as weekly serialized audiobooks with over 40 million episodes downloaded. Dallin Spratt is addicted to history in both inside and outside of the paranormal. The entrepreneur and fashion designer is the ringleader of the team on Ghost Brothers, with his finger on the pulse of who, what, where, when, and why of each case. Sparkle Stash is an award-winning cosplayer and creator from Sacramento, California. She enjoys working with EVA foam, needlework, wig manipulation, SFX makeup, prosthetics, large-scale props, and many other materials. S.M. Sterling was born in France in 1953 and published his first novel, Snow Brother, in 1984. His latest, latest books are Conan, Blood of the Serpent, Warlord of the Steps, and the upcoming To Turn the Tide, a time travel novel which will be coming out from 
Bane in 2023. William Stout is an American fantasy artist and illustrator with a specialization in paleontological art. His paintings have been shown in over 70 exhibitions, including 12 one-man shows. He has worked on over 30 feature films, doing everything from storyboard art to production design. H.C. Warner is responsible for the birth of the comics and pop art installation in a double suite poolside at the Sheridan, featuring an array of present leaders in the lowbrow and pop art arena. Warner's been part of Atlanta's lowbrow scene since the early 90s. And that's it. That's uh, well done. Once again, once again, I think there are some uh, folks that are feeling pretty good, but um, as usual, um, but uh, yeah, we finally made it. Um, great job, guys. All right. So we're going to give you guys a minute to, uh, you know, uh, take a beverage or two and we're going to be right back with our main topic. <laughs> The Earth Station One podcast has been bringing your inner geek out to play for the past 13 years. Over this time, we've seen things change in the world of geek and podcasting alike. And your friends here at ESO are looking to change also. We are now giving you double the fun by coming to you twice a week. And not just in audio, but now you can see our lovely faces up on YouTube. Join Mike and Mike as we celebrate our 700th episode and beyond. Earth Station One is proud to be a founding member of the ESO Network. Welcome back, everyone. And now it's time to talk about our main topic. We're going to get into the world of cosplay deeper uh, at Dragon Con. And we have a couple of cool folks joining us for the first time, I believe. Uh, we've got Joe and Keenan here. Uh, welcome to the, the network, the, the show. What's going on? Hi. Hey. Howdy. Hello, Thank hello. you guys so much for joining us. Um, let's get right to it. Joe, like, tell me about your, tell me about your first Dragon Con. Oh my God. Uh, really overwhelmed. I brought like four or five costumes. Uh, and I was like, this is my Mecca and I will never miss this ever again. And like, so, uh, what, when was that? Uh, 2010. So yeah, I've been going for like okay. 13 years. I think it's 2010. Yeah. 2010. Oh my God. It was our, we both went for the first time. The same year. <laughs> and then yes! we became friends. <laughs> it, that's uh, it so awesome. So you, it sounds like you already knew that that was a thing at Dragon Con, right? I said that you, or did you just, did you been to other cons and just cosplay yeah. all there? Yeah. yeah. So I've been to other cons and then uh, I found out about Dragon Con earlier that year. And I was like, I must go to this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like mega, awesome. Awesome. Uh, mecca of nerdum must go. And I too am obsessed with ghosts. So when I see like the ghost hunters, I am like, I've, I've had drinks with them. And so it's, it's been great. Very nice. Very nice. Kane, what about you? When was your first Dragon Con? My first Dragon Con was 2014. Uh, my okay. my uh, friend Brian took me and I had no idea what it was. 
I knew cosplay was a, a thing because, you know, I've, like, been into comics and anime and everything since I was, like, five. So, like, I I was aware, like, that there was cosplay stuff. I just hadn't had that push into it yet. And in 2014, like, he took me to my first Dragon Con, and I was so overwhelmed. Like, it was just amazing seeing all of these built cosplays and everything. And I was just thinking, like, holy crap, how have I not been doing this? For like the past five years and i pretty much uh told him man i'm not coming back to any con on unless i cosplay so i've been doing it for almost a, a decade now wow wow that's incredible uh, that's incredible well the uh i mean you know we i've been going for this will be my 30th and i think even right from the beginning cosplay was special mm-hmm um at dragon con there was something special about the the cosplayers at dragon con it just was i had been to other conventions and sure people had had dressed up in costume but it really seemed like it was a a special event of its own kind at dragon con um and it really attracted the best of the best um as far as uh cosplayers from around eventually around the world would come to dragon con um would seek dragon con out and uh, so I'm not kind of surprised that it inspires you guys, but um, let me ask you, let me go back to you, Joe, for a second. Like what, um, how did you start with cosplay then if it wasn't a Dragon Con? Um, I had been obviously dressing up for, for Halloween and events and I'd, I'd go to like themed parties like way back when I was younger. Um, but I really mm-hmm. got into it in 2008, 2009. Um, and I started just making my costumes um, and like, doing research and my mom was a seamstress uh when i was younger so i just uh kind of recruited her (laughs) to help me um and now like every year uh she comes down right before dragon con like probably like a few months before and i have a specific project that her and i do uh and i get ready for dragon con and she she actually gets mad if like she doesn't have a project to work on me with work with me on so um, like my Mira ball gown, we beat it in three months and she like nonstop, but like she enjoyed everything. Like she was just like, this is so amazing. And when I told her that she didn't have anything else to do, she got really mad at me. <laughs> it's the mother yes, daughter yes, where she gets upset. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, um, how many costumes do you usually take? Oh my God. So I heard Jen. <laughs> And my my most uh, don't act like I was exaggerating, okay? I know you. I've, I've seen you in a few. Too, so <laughs> so, let's be real. Uh, here. My top has been to bring sixteen, um, Woo, okay. but I I wore sixteen. One of which was not my costume. They had uh, they were doing a Mad Max um, thing that they were like, hey, can you like switch out one of your costumes and come to our panel and dress as one of like the warrior women? I was like, sure. So technically I wore 15 of my costumes, but 16, uh, one was a screen accurate uh, costume from Mad Max. So wow, great. Wow, that is pretty incredible. It was hot. <laughs> it was very hot. <laughs> um, uh, Ken, what about you? What, um... What did you find the experience of, uh, so that you went there and you're like, I'm coming back. And so that next year, 
How prepared were you? Did you have multiple costumes? No, I actually only did one. Uh, so I did a uh, Miles Morales uh, Spider Man. So this was back when he was nice. like only in the comic book. So if you weren't reading comics, then you probably didn't really know who he was. Um, I mm-hmm. actually just bought a, a suit. I can't like I can't remember what the uh, site was, but I uh, got one of the uh, Zen Tai suits, and I like. And I was like, all right, this is uh, dope, but I like kind of want to put my own little uh, flair to it. So I like puff painted the entire uh, suit. And I think I finished like a week before the con. So this is my first time not having two con crunch, basically. Um, And I was happy that I actually did it because so you know how at the I believe it's the Marriott and they have those two uh statues that's out front by the uh it's by the uh steps yeah, yeah yeah yes yeah the poop yeah <laughs> and i like uh climbed up there and like you could just kind of see it like just I, I i guess you could say it was reflecting from the uh sun and i was taking like a, a quick photo for my uh cousin and like so many people like just ran up like 40 people ran up and and like they and then you were there for like an hour <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly so from like that moment on i was like yeah i i think i can do this for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> nice and and have you gone to other conventions oh, yeah. uh um with cosplay as well i've been to katsukon that's where i brought i think that's the first con that i brought my nightcrawler to i think that was the first one yeah uh i did nightcrawler for katsu i did a little casual uh beach version of a kid flash for colossal con that was in 2018 uh i i brought so many stuff to dragon con i think i've done the green ranger i did my uh robin uh bill first there I did Kid Flash, Blue Beetle, uh, like just so much stuff. Um, and I've also been to AWA too. Like that's another one that I go to uh, frequently. The last AWA, I didn't really do anything new, but I brought my Green Ranger back uh, from Dragon Gun. And that was my last time wearing mm-hmm. it basically. So it's retired now, it's just chilling. I'll have my uh, helmet <laughs> on display uh at momocon this year but i'm probably not gonna bring the suit but i will be bringing my entire uh robin suit though nice nice do you still do miles as well is that still in the uh i I just have he's so hot right now hanging up and that too and it's an all black suit so i'm i don't want to pass out so You gotta struggle yeah. with yes, your you heart do. sometimes, man. It's and crazy. I see some of the guys who they yeah. do like yeah. the uh, um, like the Halo and it's some other the uh, oh, gear yeah. suits. Yeah, and I'm just like, how do you do this? Like, well, a lot of them there's there's room to put. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or like cooling <laughs> yeah. packs, like the ice packs that they yeah. wear with water. Yeah, that's the dedication yeah. right there. Cause... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had I had to wear those when I did oh. Arya from Game of Thrones because it was so many layers and it was half yeah, of them were leather okay. and some of them were wool and it was just like yeah, there's yeah. there needs to be fans. I ate. So, so kudos, props, props to you because I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> well, let, let me ask you this then, uh, both of you, um, what is what what's the downside? What are the worst elements of of cosplay, uh, specifically at Dragon Con, but just in general, maybe? So. 
before before COVID, I would go to like 20 to 25 shows a year. So it was like nonstop. And so it became like a second job. It's also like an addictive hobby, which is not a cheap hobby. Um, so I'd have like bins of mistakes. And then like now that like everything's opening up again, um, mm-hmm. it's it's nice to like kind of like ease your way in. Uh, but if you like, I don't know, I don't know if, uh, you guys get this, but like, if you go to a con and you're not like dressing up, they're like, why aren't you dressed up? Like, no, really? What, what's the surprise? Like, what are you dressing up as? And like, literally just nerdy me, like nerd <laughs> dress. I'm walking around and they're like, no, 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 no. You're like, so I feel like it's like not pressure, but you've set that bar where people are expecting you to be like constantly changing into costumes. And this is my own no, it's, it's pressure. It's it's pressure. No, because when I'm dressed casually, people are like, are you not wearing anything today? I'm like, no, I just thought I'd take it easy today. No, really, when are you putting something on? you got to be wearing something at night. You're just casual during yeah. the day, right? It's just like, I haven't planned on it. But now no. I am, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's because cosplayers like you, y'all set the bar so high, people want to see what you're gonna bust out um your stranger mm-hmm. things from last yeah, year it was amazing blew a lot of people's yeah. minds so yeah it's like okay how's joe gonna top this in 2023 that's that, that's kind of yeah, what's on people's mind i have a plan <laughs> i'm i'm currently pregnant <laughs> and due to <laughs> yeah that was i was i wonder i was like are you actually going yes. this year? <laughs> so brian actually okay. dm'd me and it was like are you seriously going i thought you were gonna take a year off and i was like excuse me <laughs> <laughs> no he's like are you bringing the baby i was like no Wes put his foot down like the baby is not going to dragon con it's like gonna be three months old so my parents are taking care of the baby but we are coming down um so far that's the plan now i don't health wise if like i have a difficult labor then i'm probably not gonna come but i have i have costumes lined up and so there is a a surprise or two so. Gotcha, gotcha. We got a, a question here uh, about uh, how how do you travel with all those costumes? What, how many suitcases? And do you guys fly, drive? Like, I mean, do you have? That seems like a lot to carry. I fly private jet. Yeah, now, I I normally drive. I, I don't think I've had the pleasure of flying yet. I always drive. Uh, Dragon Con is very fortunate. It's like thirty five minutes away from me. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I know. Anytime somebody's like, "Yeah, I'm local," I'm like, "Oh, yep. that's so nice." I can't I do know. that. <laughs> Just want to shake you. <laughs> like I drive like ten, eleven hours from like the DC area. Yeah. And we caravan, and sometimes there's like four people in a car, so we rotate. Mm-hmm. And we leave around like midnight the day before. We get there Wednesday, so like Tuesday into Wednesday, we start driving. And yeah. Like, that's going to be us for uh, DreamCon this year, and it was us for KatsuCon. I think Katsu was about yeah. 12, 12 hours. See, that's three out. That's 30 minutes from my house. So, yes, right, I, so I, I feel you, you for that. Yeah, so you get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, and we fly. Yeah, so, you do. Like, I have a carry-on. I have two carry-ons, and then I have a big suitcase, and my husband costumes, too, but I will inevitably always slide pieces of my stuff into his suitcase and be like, you don't have any more room. This is for me. Uh, and then uh, we've, we've benefited in that his family 
lived 30 minutes outside of downtown. You've mailed so stuff, have you? We've, yeah, we, we, we mail stuff every year. And then at the end of con, I typically, I throw all my costumes out of my suitcase, uh, unless it's, you know, like I'm not leaving my lightsaber. I, that's a carry on that's coming with me. Uh, but I'll throw out all my costumes and have her ship that back. And then I pack like all the stuff I bought and fly back with that. I was going to say, what do you mean you're throwing out your costume? No, no, I I pack it. I pack that in the, I repack it in the boxes I ship stuff in and have it shipped back. But then I'll get home and I'll be like, oh, I'd really like to wear those boots. Not going to see those for three weeks. (laughs) Because, you know, I can't be like, hey, mail it back immediately. You know, because that'd be rude. I have flown before and and the people I usually drive with they'll take my stuff or part of my stuff and so I like put in for gas but now it's just easier like with the Stranger Things costume like it took up so much room you can't can't fly with that (laughs) so much room that we had to take a second car like we had a Dodge Grand Caravan and then my husband was like this monstrosity is not going in to that car with for people's other stuff and everyone brings like 10 12 costumes so and there's like lightsabers and like armor and foam and so i was like so what you're saying is there's gonna be two cars so last year there was like one car for my my dress and um uh some of the other bigger things that we just kind of like but like my my golden armor wings went in there underneath and yeah um, and then the Dodge Caravan was full of all the cloth and food and bins. So. Yeah, I got to say that that's a flex when you can say, yeah, my costume <laughs> has its own. My costume will be here. Yeah, yes. I only bring, I think the most that I brought to a con might have been three. What is that like? Oh, that's <laughs> you'll, you'll get, you're getting yeah, it. What is yeah, that like? it's, you're, it's just gonna all of a sudden one year you're gonna not be able to <laughs> stop yourself from coming up with more ideas that have yeah. to be done that yeah. year you can't put them off yeah. yes. and then the next thing you know you've got See, nine what uh that's a good that that's that that leads me to a good question like what inspires you guys what i mean is it something that you see somewhere and 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 you're like i i want have to recreate that as authentically as i can or you like the idea of mashing up a couple things or is it a variety or you just get inspired by certain ideas uh joe where does it come from what how do you decide what you're gonna what you're gonna bring and what you're gonna wear and what you're gonna make i don't i don't know (laughs) <laughs> it's madness like i'd be so one of my i already came up with my bunny suit this year and so i was like oh that would be interesting like i was asleep and i woke up and i was like yes and so like i found the corset that i needed and like pulling out elements and my husband like wakes up he's like what are you doing i was like i'm picking my bunny suit and like planning it and i'm like drawing things out and he's like it's like three o'clock in the morning i was like yeah comes to me so i i get inspired uh so i do a lot of screen accurate costumes as well so um it's the challenge of making it or getting as close to how it is uh, made on screen um i've done screen scene but like i like the stitch counting i like the challenge of like recreating and being able to 
say like this was almost looking like or as close as I could possibly get it to what it looked like on the screen. So. And I would imagine, uh, Keenan, especially you said that uh, you got inspired by Miles Morales in the comic, bringing something to life in 3D from the comic must be a pretty good big challenge. Yeah, uh, most definitely. I'm I'm the type of uh, cosplayer where, like, let me see how I can put it. Um, I will, like, find, like, a, a certain character, and I never, like, do their actual look. I always kind of like to put my own signature or like put some of like my personality into that character. So mm-hmm. if you go through my cosplay list, I think maybe the only character that I've done that was like close to accurate might be between Miles and Cloud Strife. Like those are my only mm-hmm. two that I was like, is really, really close, but there are still like some minor uh, changes. But most of my cosplays, like even my uh, Green Ranger, which was the very last cosplay that I did, I like kind of lean uh, heavy into the uh, dragon angle. So if like you notice, like there's certain pieces like that they have dragon scales in them or like uh, talons and like things like that. So I kind of have those thoughts about like this looks cool, but like if I could have made this character, if they hired me to make this character, what would it look like? And then I kind of go off of that mindset. So I come up with uh, concepts. And it's like uh, Joe pretty much said, I could be out eating with friends and I will randomly like just get this armor piece. Like, oh, man, that would look cool as hell. And I'll kind of like go and uh, scribble that down. So so like by the time that I actually start, I probably have about 40 images and I have to basically put all of that together and then build it. So... That's amazing. That's amazing. And and with Dragon Con, there's so much, I don't know, do you consider it, I mean, the community, I was going to say competition, but it's more like a community, right? The community of, of cosplayers, the level of co- people in costume at Dragon Con is unlike any other convention that I go yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd say it's not about, I mean, if you're joining the contest, yeah. sure, it's competition. Yeah. Right, but right. When, when I, like, when I, for me, when I started going and, you know, my cosplay was down here. Right. Seeing, seeing all the the different builds and, and people working with new materials like like EVA foam, well new back then, uh, Warbla when it became a thing, then it was it was it was inspiring. It was like oh my god, I want to learn how to do that. It, it wasn't oh my god, this person looks better than me. Yeah. How dare yeah. they? It was it was look yeah. at the talent this person has. I want to talk to them. I want to ask what these materials are. I want to see how long it took them. I, I want to ask for tips and it, uh, everyone at Dragon Con, I mean, yeah, you'll find some rude or snooty people mm-hmm. everywhere or people who don't want to tell you their secrets, but that's life. That's, that's everywhere. But you know, nine times out of 10, somebody, if they're not busy being photographed or, you know, eating when you shouldn't be bothering them anyway, they have no problem taking the time out to, to tell, tell, tell you about their builds and give you ideas of resources to look for. So it's, it's, I would not be as good as I am if it wasn't for seeing and meeting people at Dragon Con and being inspired by them and learning how to be better from yeah. them. 
Yeah. Um, even like makeup artists now come to Dragon Con to get inspiration and they walk around and talk to cosplayers and other makeup artists that they wouldn't normally like see in their day to day. And like, I got to talk to a, a makeup artist that was on face off and he was just like, how, how did this all occur? And I was like, why is he asking me? He's like the professional makeup artist. And it was like, it was a really cool conversation. I, I've never been to another con that does stuff like that. It has that, that environment and that community of like learning um, and encouraging each other and uh, people taking the time to just chat. Yeah, very true. Another question we have is how many costume ideas do you start but abandon Ooh. because of work or time? I don't have that problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he is not a quitter. The reason why I say that is because I'm very picky with what I cosplay. So if I dedicate to it, then it's going to get made. Like, that's just how it, yeah. how it is. So... <laughs> Well, I like I've 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 broken pieces and gotten frustrated and almost given up, but then I've like you know glued it or just done something you know done something yeah. to get it done and then wear it and then fix it <laughs> yep. later. I have a notebook uh, where I so old school. <laughs> I have a notebook where I've like written down like say like I'm doing a costume, the name of the costume, and then every element I need. Oh, I do that too. I, with little kind yep. of inspiration photos. And then I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'll have like a column that says done or not done. And I'm like, yeah. over the years, like it's just cumulative. I just keep going. And if I don't get it done, that gets moved to the next year. So, and yeah. I have a sheet. Yeah, they never, they're never completely yeah. abandoned. It's just, it's just, you just don't start them to begin <laughs> with. Because cause something else takes yeah. precedent. Or you get new inspiration yeah. that takes all your focus. So it just it just gets put on the so back burner. It doesn't get I had Lady abandoned. Jessica that I was gonna do last year. Like the tan yeah. gold dress. And I looked at that mm -hmm. like the cage that she was wearing. And I had two other costumes that fell through because of like parts that makers couldn't get done. And I was like, I don't have yeah. a Saturday costume. That's not going to be good. <laughs> I'm going to panic and have a meltdown so then i was like what i need something to do and at the time we were watching stranger things there was a girl in germany i had been following and i was like she had done like the spine thing and i was like wait a minute okay i'm gonna do something crazy and she was making things like uh like a metal dress or a dollar dress or something like it was like all like inspired by certain things and i was like all right. And so she was starting to do like a stranger things dress. And I was like, I need to make Vecna. I need to make a Vecna. I need to make the arm. I need to have like a mask. Um, and then like, just make myself pale. And so then I was like, and add some flying yeah. bats. <laughs> and then I was like, I need bats. Yeah. Like, just keep going. My husband was like, where are you getting bats? They're not going to look the same. I was like, trust me. So I deconstructed bats that we had gotten that were like gigantic and like reworked them. And he's like, <laughs> like a day later, he's like, have you slept? And I was like, no, I have to finish the bats. And he's like, how are you making them fly? I was like, don't worry, armature wire. So like <laughs> I ripped a uh, part of my, um, oh, was it Mrs. Who? from um 
it was Oprah's costume in, uh, I was like Mrs. What, Mrs. Who, and Mrs. What's It? Like it was Wheel of Time, yes. Wheel of Time. So I used the the corset, which was armature wire wrapped around her waist. I took that and made my bats and like they can like move. And he was like, what are you, this isn't going to work. And then like, like two weeks solid nonstop, like no one was allowed in my house to visit. He was like, (laughs) I don't know how you do this. This is this is madness. Like <laughs> he's like, I should stop saying that this isn't gonna work with you. <laughs> Wrinkle in time. All right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. The wheel of time yes. is something different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Channing, you said you had a few questions yeah. you wanted to ask. Uh, yes, I just want to point out I was two thirds right on that. Answer, <laughs> so we'll take that. You know, I got the time for it. Um, you two are different in that you're not just cosplayers, like we said earlier, you're cosplay makers. Um, I'm just curious, did either one of you have any kind of maker experience that you were able to port over when you decided to start doing cosplay? Or did you kind of go to um, YouTube University and Reddit Technical College to learn how to do um, everything? Mine was kind of like a combination of like different things like there's certain things that I was like self-taught on just through like trial and like error and there were certain things that I like kind of had I guess you can call them like a mentor like my friend uh, Brett so when I got into 3D printing he was like kind of like my uh, sensei with it so he taught me like a lot of different uh, things with that um and then there was some like yeah like I had to go straight to YouTube uh mainly when it came to like uh learning about certain adhesives and things like that that came straight from YouTube even with 3D printing because there's certain things where I would like uh test run like uh for an example uh super glue if you're watching this right now avoid super glue when it comes to 3D printing I I have had oh, yeah. like just so many uh, problems. Um, when I first built my, I think it was my second Buster Sword, and it held up through an entire con. And I was in the uh, parking lot so with some uh, friends, like we were getting ready to leave, and we were just being mm-hmm. dumb. And I uh, swung it, and like the whole thing just came apart. And I was just like wow like i'm glad that this didn't happen when i was at the convention but it sucks because you put so much like just time energy work into it so for it to like just come apart like that like i was just like man what the hell so i stopped using uh super glue it'll hold up but if you're outside in certain uh temps then it just gets weak so i stopped using it i i like kind of a solder now so but yeah um i think that they they also sell there's a glue that um will actually fuse plastic. the uh, three three D uh, glue that, glue we talking about nice. uh no it's uh, this one you can find it in the hardware okay. section okay. I can't remember I think it's called Insta Fuse or something yeah. like that uh, I I learned it with a sword okay. too <laughs> a human a, a, a Shira sword where my handle kept so snapping feel, off feel my pain and, yeah and then my husband who he used to be an electrician was like, you're using the wrong glue. You need to fuse the plastic. And I didn't believe him that it was going to work. And yep, it melts the plastic and then it's not going anywhere. Yep. So. Learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still, I'm still learning. And I've been doing it for, for almost 10 years now and I'm still learning. 
thing. So, and I think like, like that's really like what is cool about this hobby is you never really get to like a, a stopping point with it. Like you're going to continuously uh, learn something just throughout, like just trial, trial and error basically. So. Mm-hmm. Well, also new yep. products, new stuff comes out all the time that we get to, but no one's ever seen before. And then we get to learn how to work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody <laughs> said, uh, Bondo is pretty good. Yes, it is. I use Bond- Bondo now like crazy. Uh, wood filler is another good one. Uh, soldering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use this other product called uh, Rapid Fill. Just fills in layer lines like really, really well. And you can sand in like 30 minutes. It's just perfect. So if anybody knows anyone who works at Bondo, um, Keenan, could you gladly take up on that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's every costumer. It's just like, hey, yeah, pretty can much. some EVA phone company just like call yeah. me up? So I learned to sew from my mom. Um, but yeah, I, I would talk to people. Like um, I started like watching like, because I wanted to, this is crazy for my hella costume. I was like, I need to texturize my suit and I need to get like make silicone molds. And so I contacted smooth on and I was like, Hey, how do I do this? And they were like, there's these videos we have. And then these products. And I was like, can you get them to me? Like in the next couple of days. And so like I overnighted all of this stuff and then learned via their videos and then with other stuff, I've like talked to people or, or done the YouTube thing. Um, but mostly it's like, I have very creative friends who have either tried and failed and, or tried, failed and succeeded with things that I'm like, Hey, how do you do PTG and make them glow and all that stuff? And so we'll sit for like an hour and draw it out and like, I'll learn from them and ask them anything that I need. And, um, so I, I don't usually go to youtube first but i like i have but i i just want to be like i like talking to people more because then you can bounce ideas off whereas like youtube is wonderful to learn but then like you if you have questions then you're like you still have to find somebody yeah oh you don't just go to the youtube comments because you know it's (laughs) really chill there it's a lot of pressure always so helpful This is going to show my age, but um, I used to go to Instructables. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I'm not even sure. No, if it, it is. Still a thing, it is. Because, like, yeah. when I made my Ray staff, that's what how I learned how to make it. I went to Instructables. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I used it for, like, my first armor builds, uh, for how to make a, a head, the headdress for, um, we did Marriott Beauty School dropouts. So we were trying to do the grease thing. Uh, so I learned it from Instructables and that's cool. Oh, uh, we've got another question for everybody. Yes, this is, this can, this is for everybody. What's your dream cosplay? Yeah. Like if if money wasn't an issue, time, all that. Doorways. A female guy versus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think mine might be the iron uh, spider suit. Like that's one that I, that I really want to do. Like I like wow. kind of want to do it how I like uh, do normally, where it's like a, a combination of three D printing and EVA foam. Um, 
know, mm-hmm. and, and I want animatronic as well. Like yeah. The, yeah, that's cool. And I wanted to actually kind of like uh, glow through the details too. So I, I know that's a cosplay that'll probably take about two years to come up with and probably 500 to a thousand dollars in funds, but maybe one day, you know. My, mine, I, I have two, and they've been my dream cosplay since before I started really costuming at conventions. In uh, one is Hot mm. Girl, and uh, and then Angela from well, originally from Spawn, yes. but uh, right. now now she's in the Avengers. Uh, well, comic comic <laughs> adventures. Yeah. We haven't seen, we haven't seen her on the big screen, but oh my god, if we see her on the big screen one day, I'm just gonna like scream in the theater and freak people out. Yeah, her first appearance in Spawn when she was on mm-hmm. the cover is ah, uh, it is one of the most beautiful costumes I've ever seen drawn, and I, I think I've seen one person do it at Dragon Con. Um, I think it was a cosplayer named Kirsten, uh, who I followed for years. Love her. Uh, I don't know if she actually brought it to Dragon Con, though. She might have done it for another one. But, uh, yeah, I need to be at the gym longer, for one. Uh, <laughs> I got to figure out a way to wear platform shoes, because she's tall and statuesque, like Joe is tall and statuesque. I am not tall. You're perfect <laughs> so. height when I walk up to you. It's fine. <laughs> Yes. yes. That's because I can nestle in your food. One of my favorite one of my favorite things of con. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like my husband's like, have you seen your friend Jen? And I was like, not yet. <laughs> for those uh for those folks who may be you know shy about trying cosplay, what do you have what it. What's some basic information? What's a number one rule that you guys have? Or if, the, if uh, you do have a rule or... What's rule, the, I was say rule, rule is the wrong... Yeah, don't the wrong be hard word, on yourself. What, what, no one starts, no one starts yeah. great. Like, I have bins that I've kept of all my mistakes. And there's a lot of bins. <laughs> hey, uh, my photos mm-hmm. from my first Dragon Con and what I chose to wear, like, steampunk costumes, I, I look like I'm going to a rave. <laughs> Uh, like it is, <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, I'm not ashamed of what I wore, but I'm also like, okay, look where yeah. I began and like mm-hmm. how far yeah. I've come. But you know, it, yeah, I did a, I did a tragic Prince Hugh Hefner ooh. combination for the bunny hutch a couple of years back. And I look at pictures of them like that did not come out <laughs> how I planned. So yeah. But did you have yeah. fun while you were wearing it? Yeah. Oh, exactly. So and it goes back to what we yeah. said earlier. Dragon Con is not a, a competition. It's really yeah. more of a showcase. I have seen, you know, the most almost movie accurate Iron Man costumes. And then you go two or three feet more to the right and you see somebody in like a cardboard mm-hmm. Iron Man costume. And hey, those cardboard costumes are creative mm-hmm. as heck. That, that is true. Yeah. So, yeah, it is definitely more of a showcase than a competition. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. But, but, yeah, if you're getting into it, like what I did in my area, I went to um, our local Lions Club and they had once a week in the evening beginner sewer classes. I knew a little bit about how to sew before because I, I grew up with my aunt sewing all my costumes and like prom dresses and stuff. 
but I didn't know the ins and outs of a machine. And I didn't know like what the different scenes were called. And sure, I have a ton of books, but I don't learn that way. Yeah, I took that class for six weeks and ended up making my first two real costumes. I made uh, Ramona from Once Upon a Time and the classic uh, Miss Marvel, uh, Jean Grey, uh, Jean Grey Marvel Girl, not Miss Marvel. Uh, the, the, the green outfit with the, the big yellow eye thing. I, ma I made both of those in six weeks. And Ra the Ramona outfit was like a full-on glittery cape with 150 individually tacked on hanging feathers with beads. And so <laughs> I went from zero to the hardest thing mm -hmm. possible. Uh, but you just, or you could, there's tons of beginner sewer classes on YouTube. There's tons of beginning to work with EVA foam. There are foam companies, uh, just just like Smooth On. They have their own series of instructional videos. You you know figure out what you want to make, and there's a good chance somebody out there has a resource to help you learn mm -hmm. how to do it, and it's free content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. Uh, I would say embrace that that uh, fear. Um, because you will be surprised at the places that it'll take you. And this is coming from uh, some somebody who, when I was younger, I, I had a lot of insecurities about like what people thought about me. But as I got older, then you start to realize, like, to hell with like uh, what what like they pretty much think. I'm gonna do what I want to do, and I feel like you have to embrace that. And I would also say, hold on to your old cosplays because you want to watch that uh journey like 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 you kind of want to see that uh, transition from because my first stuff like i just look at it now compared to what i do now and i'm just like damn like i came a long way and i feel like that's just one of the most beautiful things about cosplay is you get to watch that mm -hmm. you can also recycle yeah. yep <laughs> In, into other into <laughs> other costumes i've i've done that a lot yeah, friends that they do that too <laughs> Also, like, don't yeah. rush to get, like, it's not a, like, I find that some, some of the newer cosplayers, they, uh, they want to catch up. It's not a catch up thing. Don't, you don't need to, like, race to get up to, like, us old timers. Yeah. Like, you, like, take your time, learn your craft, like, you'll be more thankful later because you're not, like, racing. You're not even, you're not going to be able to enjoy and like get as frustrated and like learn. So I'd say like, just enjoy the process. I'd say, yeah. Pick, pick, pick one, start out by picking one, one thing you really yeah. want to make for, for, for that year and do that one thing and, and be, you know, like get it to where you're mm -hmm. happy with it. And, uh, and then make sure you can travel however you're getting to come with bathroom. it. And, and, and yeah. And all, all that. <laughs> and then uh, you'll, then you get a feel for the process. And if you want to start, st add more as each mm -hmm. year goes on. Don't like, you know, yeah. jump to eight yeah. or 15. Yeah. Or <laughs> you got yeah, it. Don't, yeah. don't start with don't, 16. Yeah. Don't, do, don't, <laughs> don't do what I do. Because <laughs> like, that's, that's when you're going to get, yeah, that's when you're going to get frustrated and have more chance to give up. Because, like, I have found myself working on five costumes at the same time and then nothing yeah. gets done. Because I don't just focus yeah, on one thing. You also spend more money. And then like I'm in that, a rush. I find that when you do it that way, like, especially in the beginning, yeah. 
you're like trying to piece and then you're like, oh, I can upgrade this now. And you're like, but you're not even done. Like, you don't know how it's going to look. So yeah. you're wasting more yeah. time and money. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, just start with one. Mm -hmm. Like Jen said, like just one and then work on that slowly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and take notes, yeah. nice. whether it's mm -hmm. on your phone or a notebook. Mm -hmm. Anytime you get an idea, like write stuff down. Are you watching a TV show, a cartoon, yep. a movie? Well, you don't take notes during a movie. That'd be rude. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Just take out your phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, take notes, you know. It's a costume you like, an outfit mm -hmm. you like, and then write it down. You can go mm -hmm. back to that list at, at some point mm -hmm. and then decide, oh, is this something I want to do this year? Do I want to do it screen accurate? Oh, do I want to make a mashup and mix this with another character? And it's like, I big fan of mashups. I love, love seeing your mashups. Love funny mm -hmm. costumes. Yeah. <laughs> Every year, I'm like, <laughs> so, what is she going to do next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I, I like I, somebody, I see somebody asked in the comments, what type of reaction do you like to see when you're in cosplay? When I wear mashups, I want someone to turn the corner and, you know, go, holy <laughs> bleep, like, and yeah. just start laughing because they get mm -hmm. the joke, you know, or they get the pun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, or if it's, you know, it's an idea that is, that, you know, it's never thought about because like my group, we love to make Marriott carpet yes. mashups. So I've done it. I've done a Marriott Marvel. Oh, yeah, we, we have a Marriott Marvel girl. We have a Marriott Lilu. We have a Marriott um, Harley Quinn. Uh, so it's it's you know don't don't limit yourself to a box. You know you can take a character you love and like let's say like Harley Quinn for example. What if Harley Quinn was in the Bridgerton TV series? That would series? be hilarious. You know, um, uh, I love uh, one of my. On my future list, I want to take uh, Star Trek and make a Victorian Star Trek outfit. Uh, and then we, we also let me know when you want to do that. <laughs> I'm in for the Victorian well, Star Trek. Actually, we yeah, we, we look at every era and we're like, oh, let's do it as Star Trek. Oh, let's be Go Go Girl Star Trek. <laughs> oh, let's be on the Titanic Star Trek. Like we just we want it. <laughs> like we did a Rockabilly Star mm -hmm. Trek a few years ago. So or. 50s, mm -hmm. 60s Rockabilly Star Trek. So there's, don't limit yourself when you're thinking of costumes. There's there's yeah. so many yeah. things that 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 yeah. are out there, and don't worry about that. Somebody else has already done it either because they didn't do your yeah. spin on it. Very so. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And don't get intimidated no, no, by like screen accurate people. Like that's a that's a different mindset. In like that, that's called <laughs> obsession, and you don't you. you don't, you don't need to live no. in that world. <laughs> that is that is my my uh, obsession and my crazy to live in, and no one else needs to be in that. <laughs> like, I don't do it all the time, but like I've I've seen people where they're like, "Oh my god, I can't do that because like you screen at no, don't. This is this is me in my head. Like this is my OCD that I don't put it on anyone else. <laughs> like it's literally just me. So don't get intimidated. Just go learn have fun and and enjoy the community yeah well it's also your husband but he's yeah he didn't really that, know so. what he was getting into i think he just thought well, he's like oh she's like really into <laughs> costumes like like me and then he was like oh you're insane <laughs> <laughs> whereas like my husband i turn around and see him cutting leather i'm like what are you doing oh i'm making a completely leather darth vader helmet and i'm lighting it up from the inside then a month later, what are you doing now? Oh, I'm making a, a, a 
leather wood hybrid Boba Fett helmet and lighting it up from the inside. <laughs> She's just like, okay. <laughs> She's just like, you can never say that I am the crazy yeah. one because <laughs> you're over here cutting leather. So leather, our husband well, should never talk leather. because he likes light up things. <laughs> and so. It. Yeah. 16 years. Well, yeah, my husband's electrician for 16 years. So in our group, yeah, when something needs to be lit up, we go to him. You're like, Because he can figure it out in like 30 seconds and does it efficiently and we're able to hide the batteries. and, and That's great. I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, oh man, got to wrap this up pretty soon, but I want to ask you one uh, final question and this is maybe a big one, but, um, what is it about, what is it about costuming? What is it about cosplay? What is it about cosplaying specifically at Dragon Con that, that is so special? Mm, that's a good question. People's smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Like shocked, I don't know. You get inspired. It's like a lot. It's a lot of things. Yeah, people people will scream and they'll run across the the floor to come see you and take a. Or you're screaming in your costume while you're going towards somebody else who is also screaming. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, Yeah. I I feel like it's a a loaded question because there's so (laughs) much that goes to that. <laughs> is there something specific about Dragon Con in particular that makes it a special place to cosplay? It's probably the yeah. Yeah. You're like transported into like mm-hmm. another environment where you feel like at home with yeah. other other people who are like like minded. Yeah. Uh last last year's um Dragon Con really felt like a, a homecoming because you know like we had been through the pan, pan the, the pandemic and everything um so and that was my first con back because we missed uh 2020 and 2021 so when 2022 came i was more amped than normal because i hadn't been to a con in like two years so it really felt like because like Mm -hmm. each con it always has that feeling of like a family reunion basically because there's some people like you're only friends with well, like not only friends with like, but you're only like online friends. So you only see each other at cons. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's mm-hmm. kind of a part of the experience is like, it's just a, a homecoming. Like you can- well, yeah, like J- Joe and me, we've been friends mm-hmm. for years, but we only see each other yeah. at DragonCon. I mean, we, we, we chat online, we send each Christmas other, cards. we send each other Christmas yeah. cards. Yeah. But <laughs> we only get to see each other in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So. And there's, mm-hmm. yeah, I would be excited to see Joe before I knew who she was. I used to, um, I go to the GI Joe shoots all the time. I never knew her name. I just knew her as, oh, the woman who's either running or always or screaming at Joe all shoots. the guys. I, I think I was like, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I think I was like three, four years in before I even knew what her her, her name was. But she was always cool because I had my little um, GI Joe shirt she'd always pose with. And yeah, only see her once a year, but. It is one of my favorite things, um, seeing her at the shoot or just out and about. Yes, I enjoy it. I enjoy, like, seeing everybody at cons. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's my favorite con still. And, like, like, it's just something uh, about Dragon Con. 
And it's weird because when I normally go out, like I don't really like to be around too, too many people. But at cons, it's just something different. Like I'm like, Mm -hmm. these are my people. So it just feels different. Like, I don't know how to to explain it. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah, it might it, it might be yeah, the you're in the crush of a crowd, especially in the Marriott, but you're also you're in a crowd that you're not gonna get dirty looks from people. Somebody's not gonna mm-hmm. ask what the hell yeah. you're wearing <laughs> or or yeah. why yeah. why are you wearing yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Or be like it's not Halloween. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not just you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even my wife says Dragon Con Channing is different from oh. the rest of the year Channing. It, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not just you. <laughs> and I have noticed something else within like the past five or like six years of going. Um, and this might just be something like that I've noticed. Y'all can chime in. Um, so when it comes to like certain guys, they might not be as like uh confident with like talking to uh like different women but at cons like being in that suit like they find like that confidence because they're getting so many compliments like oh my god like you look amazing or i had a crush on this character back when i was a kid and like you like did them so 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 well or whatever and i just like how it like just uplifts them and now they have that confidence to like, you know, go and go and like talk to this woman or whatever. So girls are like that too. Yeah. Okay. It was very yeah. Shy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, where can uh, we got one last question? Yes. Uh where can we find you at this year at DragonCon? Where do you hang out to showcase your cosplay? Where Jen and I are in Brian's booth every hour. Yeah, Brian Brian's booth in the Marriott. <laughs> I mean, your most popular showcase spot is gonna be uh the top mm-hmm. level of the Marriott, the pulse bar yep. level. Especially your big you're gonna see the huge builds mm-hmm. there. Uh, because people with mm-hmm. large costumes, they find a spot, they park they it, <laughs> and then that way everyone mm-hmm. can come to them yes. to take photos. Uh, yeah, if I'm not at Brian's booth, me and my group, we tend to we walk through the three main hotels because we, even though we're costuming, we're looking out for other costumes too. That because we mm-hmm. want to see all the cool mm-hmm. stuff and photograph yeah. stuff, and so we'll pick a spot like in the Hilton lobby, stand, you know, be there for about 15 minutes to show off our looks and see everybody else's looks. And then we'll go do that at the Marriott and then make a circle around the pulse level and then go down to Brian's level. Then we go over and do the same thing at the Hyatt and, and pretty much a lot of people do the same thing. Everybody just, they go to each Mm -hmm. hotel. They'll spend about an hour there, park in a spot, Mm -hmm. then walk around and and then go to the next day. Eventually I've gotten friends that Mm -hmm. are like, they're like, stalking Brian's booth because eventually I I make my way over there. So even that's where my husband will find me half the time. My phone, I can't get signal. He'll just go to <laughs> Brian's booth and be like, she she has she come around yet? And he's like, no. So he'll park his butt in a chair and just wait for me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm typically like it, it like I'll be there during the day at his booth because well, we both are. We we tend to do daytime and nighttime costumes. So mm-hmm. daytime, the time varies when I'm there. But like at night, yeah, you're typically going to find yeah. me at his booth between 8.30 yeah. and 9 because I want to get that nighttime costume photographed. 
before I start drinking yes. and sweating. <laughs> and, and of course, the shoes come off and you're like, I'm walking yeah. the rest of the way barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we definitely look forward to seeing what you guys are going to come up with this year um, for sure. And uh, I know it's a lot of time, effort and, and sweat you guys put in this. Uh, and as a person who's been going to Dragon Con for, like I said, um, this will be my 30th. Uh, it's one of the things I love mo most about Dragon Con. Uh, so thank you guys for everything that you do, uh, because it's just awesome to see what you guys come up with every year. Yeah. Um, so, and thank you for being on the show. Um, we are going to draw a close to this episode. Uh, I really appreciate you guys joining us. Um, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Keenan. Um, Joe, where can people find you online if they want to check out what your, your progress on your cons or see what you've done in the past, if they're not familiar with your cosplay? Um, on Instagram, it's Joe Colton Cosplay. On Twitter, it's J Colton Cosplay. Um, Facebook is Joe Colton Cosplay. Awesome. Awesome. And, and thank you, Kanan. Um, where can people find you as yeah, well? Man, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me on too. Uh, people can find me. I'm on a uh, TikTok at Aquarius taught me Twitter is twitter.com slash him and his hair. That's all one thing. That's um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Facebook, my cosplay page is facebook.com slash Aquarius taught me cosplay. Awesome. Awesome. And we will have links to all those in our show notes so can, people can check you guys out. Thank you guys so much. Uh, and a big shout out to our station crew, Channing. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Um, only got about three names wrong, so we're getting better <laughs> well, each week. Better or worse, depending on your point of view, right? Uh, I'll see if I can make it more challenging <laughs> next time. Uh, where can people find you online in the meantime? Um, if they want to follow me for random stuff, I'm at Channing Sherman on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, but I'm still not doing TikTok dances. So Likewise. Don't, don't even look for that. <laughs> the people are demanding it. You saw it. You saw a couple of comments there. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah I, wants I it. You. Sarah wants to see look, those dance moves. Look, look for, the, for the right price, we'll talk, but otherwise, no. I don't embarrass myself for free. <laughs> And and uh, thank you, Jen, also. Uh, and where can people find uh, what you're doing online? Uh, on Instagram, I'm at Lil Bit Odd. That's L-I-L, Bit Odd. Um, my profile is private, um, but you can submit follow requests. I do open it up publicly when, when con gets closer, though. I just keep it private in non-con season uh, so I don't get a bunch of bot <laughs> followers. And uh, uh, I'm part of the Dragon Con Report regularly, so you can find me there on Facebook. I'm also uh, the creator and admin of the Dragon Con Parties, Meetups, and More group on Facebook. That is a awesome. good page. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you were doing the Lord's work. <laughs> awesome. And thank you, Director Faber, for working your magic behind the scenes. We really appreciate you. We try to cover all we can with these episodes, but to keep up with the latest news, please check out the official DragonCon website, social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and I think they're still active on Discord. Uh, all the fan tracks are active on social media as well. Be sure to check out, of course, the DragonCon parties, meetups, and more on Facebook as well. That group is uh, still, ha I mean, you're posting stuff every week now, right? Uh, as it pops up, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But also, it's not just in non-con season. We do let people post events in their areas, and it's so it's not. It's only Atlanta based mm-hmm. during con week. And there, there's people from all over the world in that group. So when it's not Dragon Con time, you can post, you know, cool cosplay events or I think there was a sword, sword fighting mm-hmm. thingy. Sword fighting event was posted today or yesterday, and that's happening in Austin. So it, you, you can find out all sorts of cool info in there. But yeah, as Con gets closer and people start posting their schedule, uh, there, there will be all of a sudden multiple daily blitzes and the calendar will probably start populating in the, by the end of the June. Right. And, uh, so join the group, join the group. And, uh, and, uh, we're, like I said, we're all active. Uh, Dragon Con Report is active on social media as well. Uh, you can reach out to us via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can email us at feedback at dragonconreport.com if you want to access past episodes you can go to our youtube channel you can and to watch them uh, the ones that were done this year and you can go to uh dragonconreport.com to access any of the audio ones that we've done for the last 12 years uh, we are a proud member of the eso network we have a t public store filled with all kinds of cool stuff including a very cool design for the dragon con report podcast there's a link for that in our episode show notes and at the top of the eso network page uh, we also have a patron page, so check that out. And again, we appreciate all our patrons so, so much. Thank you guys so much. Um, and thank you for joining us once again. I'm your host, Mike Gordon. And as always, it's been my pleasure. Stay care. Uh, I almost made it. Stay, take care. Stay safe. Drink. Stay, yeah, exactly. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you all at the con. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.